everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Love That For You. That's always my least favorite part of the episode, is having to kick it off. I know. Because all I can think about is you getting on your story saying, Hi guys, just pop in. Hi everybody. I don't say that. I don't do that. I'm getting better. It's hard. How do you introduce yourself? How do you like start the conversation? If anybody has any ideas of how we could start these episodes a little a little better, please let us know. Mm -hmm. I always hate the hey everybody. You sound like a dork when you say it. Exactly. Hey everybody. What do we today's a good um good episode. One of our favorite episodes. We've done a couple times um throughout the history of Love That for You. I think we've done it twice. Okay. And I want to keep going with it. I think it's something that we decided to do like once a month or, you know, just yeah, whatever. Every now and then so that we can give feedback. Um, so we're doing a relationship advice. Put advice in quotes because Pat hates saying advice. Relationship, what would you say? Thoughts. Just our, our, it is our input, advice, but it's our input. advice, our perspective on relationships. And yeah. I, I know that there are like specialists people who study their careers trying to you know figure out what to do or advice to give around relationships and we're not those people but i think that if there's scenarios where we come across where we're like maybe our perception might be that they need that professional yeah advice you know yeah definitely but i i always feel like this is um like with relationships with anything in life Sometimes it's nice to get an objective perspective, right? Like you can ask your mom, you can ask your best friend, you can ask your sibling, you can ask somebody, but there's always some bias involved in um, like that feedback you get. So when you like like, write to us, yeah, it's like, and all we get is whatever the the, the fifty characters within a you know a comment box, like. You know, that's all we have to give our thoughts on. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's nice to get like, you know, the, the third party, non-related, just thoughts and perspective about it. So, yeah. And I always laugh when people ask or not laugh, but I always people ask me for relationship advice. And I'm like, look, people I've ask had, you for advice in general, yeah. not necessarily relationship advice. But I always say I've had way more relationships fail than I have had succeed. They haven't been failed. They haven't been failures, but. It's like, man, if I had known what to do in every moment of every relationship, the first girl I ever dated, I'd be married to. And that's just not the case. And Mm -hmm. there is a lot of like, you know, live, laugh, learn with relationships and, you know, go into it being genuine and honest and try and do what you think is quote unquote right. And good things will come of it. So, yeah. But so that's what today's episode is. Um, I know we've got some. Some good things that people wrote in. Some ones that I'm like, why did you write this in? Because now I bear the burden of that on (laughs) me. But it'll be fun to get into. So, no, but I think before getting into it, um, one thing that we just wanted to talk about real quick is I think just how things are going and how we're feeling. And, you know, I know... Short life update. Yeah, a little bit of a short life update. And, you know, a couple of these episodes recently, especially in the end of 2021, we were... I don't want to say yeah, downers. We were being a little bit of downers and it it took us having some conversations offline of like, look, are we headed down this path of just a downward spiral or what can we start doing to like 
yeah how do we change yeah how do we we proactively like regain control of what we're feeling and what we're doing and i do think that things have definitely changed in our minds like in our daily activities and just how we're feeling and what we're doing for the better yeah yeah definitely and it's you know it's still not like a whole like 100 percent of the time things are good and great no you know that's definitely not the case and not that much has changed no no but us just trying to be proactive with you know taking control of the day and our emotions and things we've been doing i think just have been helpful and like you know i'll get into the first thing that we've been really proactive about trying to do and it's like getting outside and going and doing stuff and really what that means is even if it's 25 degrees out yeah we've gone on some freezing cold walks recently Mm -hmm. um and it's been walks around the city, you know, getting Willow out, walking around with her. And it's just nice to, like, get out, move your body, do something. You know, I, Julia always gives me a hard time to when I underdress for going outside. And I'm always like, look, I like to feel the cold because it reminds me I'm alive. And it, that's, like, to a certain extent. Like, I like a little bit of cold, okay. but not too much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm um, going to bundle up as much as I can so I don't feel the cold at all. Yeah, I always put on like my two jackets and they're like And he wears like two pairs of pants. Yeah, but um, like I think getting out and like moving your body, being proactive, getting out there. And we've also been going outside of the city, like willing to drive yeah. an hour to go for a hike, yeah. um, which has been, I think, really good for us because it's gotten us out of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it enables us to turn our brains off and just go yeah. walk through the woods. And it's been really nice. So. Literally be grounded. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also been helpful now that Willow is somewhat independent and manageable on that type of walk or on that type of hike. Whereas she used to be absolutely crazy. Now Mm -hmm. she kind of, when you say you're going for a walk, she like kind of gets the idea. Yeah. The idea. How to walk. Yeah. Another thing that we've been doing, obviously we've been doing dry January and this is kind of getting into what we're drinking, um, which I know we do every episode, but like right now. We're just drinking like a, a fruit and spinach smoothie. Yeah. Um, but like adding in supplements, um, just like some things. I forget what exactly we're drinking in this one. But like just, just different things that, um, you know, can help us, whether it's just the placebo effect or not, but like help us kind of feel a little healthier, feel a little you know. Yeah, we well actually somebody had left a review. First of all, the reviews lately have been awesome. I love reading them and hearing your guys' input. Somebody wrote a review saying that they loved the segment of what are you drinking. Um, I think that she said that it was giving her like great ideas as well, like for herself. So yeah. um, whether it's alcoholic or not, right now we're drinking uh, a smoothie. We both had a workout this morning, so we made like a protein smoothie shake after. And this is just frozen strawberries, frozen mango, um, unsweetened almond milk, water, spinach. Frozen banana. Frozen banana. I think that's it. Yeah. And then um, protein powder, vanilla protein powder. Yeah. So it's good. And, like it just feels good to have that instead of, I don't know, we have like yeah. a week left of being dry January. And yes, I'm very excited for my tall glass of red wine but i think that it has kind of taught me to just limit it more i think there's something mental about drinking a green smoothie which is what we're drinking right now and it like just 
feels good. Something about it just feels good. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And it's actually kind of brown, but yeah. Oh, well, it's greenish brown. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Willow's poops recently. No. <laughs> You've never talked about poop so much. Just kidding. In our life. Well, that's true. Um, but no, we, because we've been making these smoothies, like when we've been grocery shopping, we're like, okay, let's make sure we get the frozen fruits and yeah. vegetables that we want to put in yeah. so that it's like so easy and so accessible. Like, all right, I'm going to make a smoothie. Great. You put your hand into the freezer twice, pull out what you need, yeah. and then you got a smoothie We like a to switch later. it up with different different stuff, but... Yeah. And we also like our smoothies different ways. Um, yeah. Pat likes water and protein powder and he shakes it up and drinks it. I like <laughs> to put true. fruit I, and... Okay. I like to put that stuff in too, but I just like it to be more of like liquidy and not need a, sh- a spoon whereas you yeah. make it it's like you gotta like. chew it before you last swallow. time you made one it was very chunky yeah well okay yeah and then the third thing that we've um really been trying to be proactive with is you know just like figuring out our sleep yeah um and there was a while where willow willow was taking over all of our sleep schedules um just with taking her out and whatnot but We've gotten into a routine that I personally love. I look forward to it every night. And yeah. I, laugh I like it too. Because, We're um, old. We feel, I feel yeah. really old. I love nothing more than getting into bed before 10 o'clock yeah. and like have the TV on, play a little bit on my phone, and then just zonk out. Yeah. Um, and we've Me been too. taking like uh, CBD gummies. Yeah. Um, which the CBD gummies, I think it's 10 milligrams of CBD. And then they have, I forget what the amount is, but melatonin in it. Yeah. So it's just really meant to like ease your mind, help you fall asleep. And, um, and honestly, they help me stay asleep. Like I wake up to pee, but other than that, I go back and fall right to sleep. And I wake up at eight and actually feel pretty like refreshed. Like I had like a full night's sleep and I wasn't disturbed. Yeah. So they do really help. The, the the CBD gummies have definitely been um, really good, and we actually just started taking a new brand of the CBD gummies. Yeah. So the brand is Winged CBD. You may have heard me talk about it um, on Instagram. I just like am a super huge fan um, of. They have a ton of different products, but the nighttime gummies are one of my favorites. Um, and they're very like clean ingredients, so that's why like I'm very particular with what I put into my body and. After reading the ingredients and actually after my mom reading them, telling me that they were good, I was like, oh, perfect. I feel even better about it because I don't like taking things to like make me fall asleep. Like that's not what it's for. So, um, but if you guys are interested, you can look on their website. Um, I'll leave the link in the description and you can use my code. It's Jules, J-U-L-E-S, um, and you can get 15% off. So I like it mostly because it's pretty much like eating a little piece of candy before bed. Yeah, you get a little... I I love candy and Julia never lets me have it, so... (laughs) Yeah, they also really taste good. Yeah. Well, what's... I forget the flavor of the one. Lemon right now. It's like eating like a... Yeah. I don't know, a little lemon gummy bear. Another reason I like like it and the brand is because as... I don't know if you guys know, I've talked about my anxiety in the past and being able to like take certain things they have happiness supplements that's what they're called all this stuff is just really to help with nat with dealing with your anxiety in like a natural way so mm-hmm. there's a lot of products that they have on their website and some of them are like droppers and some of them are lotions and so and these yeah. ones just happen to be like candy these like candy <laughs> but yeah so those are just like three little things that you know i think we like to start these episodes with something of 
what's going on with us. And that was three things that we were talking about that I think have helped make a small but positive impact in our, our 2021 uh, so far. Yeah. So. All right. I feel like we should just get into it because oh it's going to be a good one. There's so many. And I already have the first one because this is the highly requested relationship advice topic. Oh, and we can talk a little bit about our experience with this. Yeah. So the first one, which a lot of you had written in, was please help with advice on long-distance relationships. And that's basically it. There's nothing really specific. I mean, there are some that are more specific, but I think we can just talk about, as you guys may or may not know, Pat and I did long-distance for five years, and then we got married that that year right mm-hmm. so we've been we did long distance for five years and we have been married for seven months almost seven months yeah. wait what do you mean almost seven months it's fe- it's january 25th did we miss seven months yeah we missed it okay so seven months we're gonna miss our one year anniversary <laughs> um yeah so we've been married for seven months did long distance for five years and while we were doing it we also met that way so as soon as we met you were already living in the another state and i was living in another state yeah um so that was really hard on me because i was kind of like where is our relationship what are what are we are we dating am i gonna travel to see you even though, even when i don't know what we are yeah. so i feel like there's just different um scenarios of long distance but the one thing that i will say is that it you're either gonna make it work or you're not gonna make it work and if you do make it work that's because you want it to work yeah and that's why we did it like if we didn't want it, we wouldn't have done it. So when people tell me like, oh, long distance never works or when you hear that, I think that's bullshit because it's just, I mean, maybe if you're like in Japan and in America, like maybe yeah. that's definitely going to be a lot harder. But, you know, I think anywhere in the United States, six hour flight, whatever it is, I think yeah. it's doable if you want it to be. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I start with like long distance advice. It's like understanding the intentions right if you're both grounded in making it work and wanting it to work like that's where it starts and like the rest is i think easy from there not easy but easier i guess because it it is hard to make that first verbal like look julia we've been together this long long distance is hard I want you to know I'm committed to you. I want this to work. I'm going to give it everything I can. And like just saying that to yeah, definitely you know like your long distance verbal. boyfriend or girlfriend is is really helpful because if you're having those thoughts and those questions, those doubts, odds are that your significant other is having those same thoughts and doubts and you know being able to say, "Look, I'm committed to it" or sometimes no, I'm not committed to it is that's just as fine. That's yeah. okay too. So, and it, well, I was going to say, and it all ties back to like communication. Communication is hard enough when you're in person with somebody and you can mask a lot of communication issues in just having fun or, you know, it, it, giving a hug in a grasp of a hug or a kiss. Like you can hide communication issues. In long distance, you can't hide communication issues. Like, you're laying on your bed on your phone. I'm laying on my bed on my phone. The only way we're communicating is verbal communication. And the the stress on that is so high and it's so difficult. Um, But figuring out how to 
you know, be vulnerable in your communications, figuring out how to be open and figuring out how to be present in your communications. Like I used to hate, you know, when you were, when we get our one or two phone calls a day and you were on the the subway, it was like, I can tell you're not listening to me. I can tell you're not paying attention. Let's just hang up and we'll talk later. Like that's okay. I think I was just going to like bounce off of what you said. Um, I mean, it just, it does go back to communication, but when you said, chances are whatever you're feeling your significant other is also feeling and i think that's something that was really hard for me in the relationship when we were long distance one because it was the beginning so i was having a million thoughts of like oh my god i really like you i don't know if you feel the same way so it was like us starting out plus long distance so i had all these thoughts in my head and it really made me go crazy and i didn't want to bring them up to you because i was like i have to be calm i have to like just ride this out if i want this to work um but at the end of the day, like now that I know who you are now, I could have brought those things up and probably eased my mind of just you being like, listen, I feel the same way. Let's make a plan to see each other. Like communicating. So then when we got off the phone, I'd be like, oh, great. Now I'm, I have two more weeks till I get to see you. Yeah. So little things that you can do, but, you know, communicating is a huge thing, but like making a plan to see each other. Yeah. Um, making yeah. times about like throughout the day where you're going to talk and where you're going to FaceTime and like stick to it. Mm-hmm. To yeah. It was, the first thing you said there was something we always tried to have and the hardest times of our relationship were when we didn't have a plan for the next time we were going to see each other. Mm-hmm. Like we always tried to have a plan. Like, like as soon okay, as I you're would leaving leave you. today. Yeah. When am I going to see you next? Because if I don't know when I'm going to see you next, it feels like I'm just dating my phone mm-hmm. and that's not, Fun. And sometimes you know, it's like it would I be need hard. something to look forward sometimes to. Sometimes it would take us a while to I think one time you went like six weeks without seeing each other. Yeah. And that was hard, but yeah. it's all I can say is that if you want it to work, it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want it to work, it can work. Not that it will work. Yeah. Because part of it is just look, if you're not with the right person, like yeah, you you might break up and that's all okay too but if it's supposed to work and you want it to work then it can work yeah um if you both want it to work yeah you know yeah then it definitely can work um yeah i think there are like challenges of long distance that are definitely unique to long like you know the the communication the having to talk on the phone having to talk um you know through text and the same and then you go and get in your head and you're like, wait, was this what he meant by this text? And it's like, yeah, you can't, you got to be, you got to relax. You got to be less in your head and mm-hmm. trust the person you're with. Otherwise, if you don't have that trust, then long distance is going to be really brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've got to find ways to like keep the relationship fun and interesting the same way you do when you're together, you know, find ways to spice it up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when you're together, um, you know, you go on dates, you have fun, you sit and watch a movie, like all things that can be done distance. Right. It's like, you know, we used to always have like our phone dates where we would be like, okay, eight o'clock on Friday night, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to stay home. We can start a movie at the same time and keep each other on FaceTime, you know, or look, I'm just going to stay in tonight. Let's just FaceTime, you know, at nine o'clock. And, but let's both make sure we have a glass of wine. Like, you know, things that you would do in person. Now, like, I don't recommend, like, let's go out to a restaurant and I'll put you, uh, 
on the phone across the yeah. table from me. Like that might be a little weird to get looks, but, <laughs> yeah. but there's still things that you can do to spice it up, right? If, if texting for so long, like texting was our primary source of, you know, um, communication, like figure out ways to spice up texting, whether that's like, we used to always say, like, I'd be like, Julia, send me a picture wherever you are right now. I just want to see where you are, you know, like take a selfie or, you know, what are you looking at? Show me a picture of what you're looking at. Like, just being able to like find ways to make it feel like you're physically together when you're not. Yeah. So. Okay. The next one is not feeling connected with BF anymore. Have you felt this? How to get that back? Thanks. Hmm. That's a tough one. It is. It depends on a lot yeah. of. I think as you started to read that and just so everybody knows, I haven't read these. Julia has kind of scrolled through the mm-hmm. ones we've got and like she knows the questions to ask, but I haven't prepared for them. But as you were reading f- through that one, I'm like not feeling the com- connection. It sounds like you need to break up. And I know that wasn't what the question asked in the end, mm-hmm. but it to took it me work, right? how to make it work is you've got to understand or like make the decision for yourself. Do you want it to work? Do you want that connection? Or is the reason you've lost that connection because you've already mentally moved on and now you're just waiting to physically move on? Yeah, I think it could mm-hmm. be like you have to figure out the reason maybe why you don't feel connected. And if you think back to before when you were really connected and if you think of those same things and you don't feel that anymore, yeah. then maybe that's telling you that the relationship just can't really move forward anymore. And sometimes yeah. I feel like when that happens, like a lot of people don't talk about this but some people break up or get divorced or do whatever they're and do that because they just don't have anything else left in the relationship and it, it's mutual and it's not a bad thing yeah i think like sometimes they're just at the point where they're like i love you but this is not like going anywhere anymore and i'm not being challenged and all of this and maybe they feel the same way and then you're like great we don't have this connection but yeah. that doesn't mean it was like a failed relationship that just means that you're ready to move on to something else mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, being able to talk to your boyfriend, because I think it said BF, right? Yeah. yeah. Being able to talk to your boyfriend is like, hey, put that on the table. Like, let that be known. You're not feeling it anymore. Don't feel like you have to hide that. And like, Yeah. It's not a that. bad thing. Yeah. We, it's portrayed as a bad thing, but it's, it might not be. It might be a good thing for you. Yeah. And I, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's like, if, if you're feeling that, he may be feeling that too. And then if you're both able to like air it and say, hey, I'm feeling this way, who knows? You may be able to like creatively come up with your own ways of how to bring this back. Or maybe the answer is, look, let's break up or let's take a break or, you know. And, you know, I know uh, yeah. absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like having that yeah, distance. Maybe you just need a break. Let's, yeah, maybe you just need a break. Maybe you do we need. We don't know the scenario of the relationship yeah, of but yeah that's i don't know that that's a tough one and i honestly i remember when i lost that feeling with julia because what? wait what yeah exactly what you're not you paying attention to me right now but i said i knew when i lost that feeling with julia because it was when i tried to break up with you and it was like okay oh, our, that was like our second month of dating yeah it was like early on we were doing long distance mm-hmm. it was brutal i was hating it and it was like okay, I'm kind of tired of this whole, like, phone thing. It was further along than our second month. Were you hating it because you didn't feel connected, or were you hating it because you were, like, 
there were so many things going on where it was like, okay, I'm, I don't really want to be doing long distance. I was 27, you were 20. It was like different life stage, different whatever. And I was like, yeah, I knew when I started talking to you, I was like really excited about getting to know you, really excited to see you, really excited. And like that kind of faded out to the point where it was like, okay, I'm just doing long distance. I'm just on my phone. Yeah. I'm going to try and end this. And in trying to end it, that's like, when no I was what? like, okay, I actually, you know, love Julia more than I thought I did. And it yeah. was like the fear of losing was actually what made me realize and like brought that feeling of connectedness back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, how to balance boyfriend, work, friends, family, me. Everyone seems to be so demanding. Mm. Good Isn't luck. that right? <laughs> Good luck. That's life and very yeah. true. And I wonder the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> basically, like, how do you, I always talk to you about this. I'm like, how do I manage all of these relationships in my, in my life? Like, yeah. I am, it's me and you. And then I'm constantly thinking about my parents and I'm constantly thinking about my siblings. And then I'm constantly thinking about my friends and who have I talked to and who have I reached out to and who have I missed? And yeah. oh no, it's been so long. And like, I am the person who wants to be like connecting everyone. Yeah. So I understand this question as like, how do you manage it all? Because it's, it's hard. Yeah. No, this is, this is really hard. And I, um, it's funny. I, I recently was going through my phone and I have a screenshot from when my oldest brother texted me. He texted me, this was years ago. And he texted me because I was having a similar issue of like, prioritizing and figuring out how do I get it all when I don't have, I only have 24 hours in a day. And his kind of advice was, um, and it was something somebody had told him and I'm going to completely misquote it cause I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was like, look, you can have a happy, like personal relationship with yourself. So meaning like, you know, great mental health, physical health, like, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. You can have a great, like, personal relationship. You can have a great relationship with your family. You can have a great relationship with your significant other. And you can have a great relationship with your friends. So that's four different things. Mm-hmm. And his was like, you get to pick three. Why? Because if you're going to, and this is, um, if you're going to try and prioritize all of them, you're going to end up prioritizing none of them. Yeah. So... Like, and that doesn't mean, look, pick three of those and let the fourth one go, right? But it's like, look, I've got to be proactive with my family, my friends, and myself. Mm -hmm. So that means right now that the least important part to me is my relationship with my significant other. Yeah. And another part to that is like work. Yeah. Well, I'm talking only relationships, right? Then there are other parts of this all, right? You've got to work. You've still got to take care of the dog. You've still got to... You know, there's still a lot of other things to do. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is prioritize, right? You've got to think about, like, compartmentalize the different things that you want to do and the different things that you don't want to do or aren't as high on your priority list. And thinking about them as, look, and right now, my biggest priorities in my life, like me speaking, are Julia and my family and then probably my job, and then friends. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't and always Willie, that and way. Willie. And Will, Will, the dog, the dog. <laughs> um, true. <laughs> and it wasn't always that way. It definitely wasn't always in that order. 
you know, when yeah. I met Julia, my we were first both last on each other's list. My first ago. priority was my job. Yeah. And then that changed. And I remember when I was I don't know, not that long ago, like my friends were my number one because that was where I was getting the most pleasure out of. Like they were the most fun people. They were the my support system. They were mm-hmm. everything. And it just evolves and changes and it's not you know, I can confidently say to Julia right now, like, yeah, when we were first dating, you were the last priority on my list. You were still a priority, but you were low. Um, and that has changed, but it took me building, like, building the, or like compartmentalizing, like, the different priorities and then laying out what was most important to me at that time to figure out, hey, how can I balance this? Yeah. You know? And I feel like, priorities it's really hard to do that because in my mind i'm like i want to give everyone the equal amount of what i can give um and then as you realize this as you know you're asking this question obviously you're realizing now that you can't give everything to everyone um so you have to just pick and it's not like you're you know you're making a myspace and you're picking your top friends like it's in your mind you're picking the people that you're gonna just devote your time to and and your breath and your energy and everything. And you're still going to have those other people on the back burner somewhere. Yeah. Not, and not even like back burner, right? Like I said right now, I list my friends as my lowest. I still talk to them every week. Yeah, I still, still talk love to them. them. Yeah. But I don't beat myself up when I get a text and I don't reply to it for a week or a month or ever. And any of my friends listening now, like that's my reputation. Like, Well, that's a bad reputation, but yeah. Yeah, it, it it is, but it enables me to save myself, yeah. right? Because like what you're talking about is like if you are always trying to please everybody else, you end up losing yourself in yeah. there, right? If I wake up in the morning and all I can think about is how can I serve my wife? What can I do for my dog? Okay, it's 9 o'clock. I got to start working. How can I serve my boss? Okay, work day's over. Let me go see my friends. Let me go see – and it's like – Great. Then I've gone through times and I haven't taken care of myself. So like, and yes, there were parts in my life where I was not my priority. Like I was fine burning, you know, burning the candle on both ends, like at nighttime in the morning, just always going for other people. And now it's like, nope, I'm slowing down. How much is going to change? You know, like once we start having kids, that's the priority. Yeah, exactly. And like, so yeah, I don't know. I hope that helps. There's a lot there. Hopefully some of the conversation I think it's helps. really down to just realizing that you can't give it all to everyone. People are demanding and at the end of the day, you're just going to have to do what makes you feel happy and list out the happiest parts of your life and devote your time to that. Okay. Discussing money when investing in dreams when your partner maybe doesn't see the vision. Ooh. So discussing money, I guess. Read that one again. Discussing money when investing in dreams when your partner maybe doesn't see the vision. Mm. So basically like that would be like me being like, you know, I'm investing all my time three years ago in blogging and this is all I want to do, all my money. And you're like, I don't really see that. Yeah. That's hard. That's Yeah, it is hard. I would be like heartbroken to hear. Yeah. There's one thing to be like, I don't see the vision. I don't see that for you or being like, I support you, but I don't really know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I guess there's different ways that can go about, but. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have some thoughts there because I feel like we've almost lived that a little bit at different times yeah. where, you know, the, and to be frank, there were parts of our relationship where like when we were doing long distance and Julia was living in New York and like trying to do her thing, it was, 
I was the one who always had to buy the train everything. tickets. Everything. I had everything. To, every meal. I would come to you and you would pay for everything. Everything. Because you couldn't afford anything. And in my mind, I'm like, this is, Only one, it wasn't equal. So it yeah. wasn't something I could sustain forever. And like how I think about career and job was different. So it didn't like fully align with how I was thinking about it. But it, we've gotten better at that. Because we've talked about that, like, you know, reading this, the first thing I think about is, have you asked, you know, your significant other about that? Have you brought that up with them? And yeah, like to- talk to them about what you want to do and what your goal is and what you're yeah. investing in. And it's also not like one or the other. This isn't like a binary decision, right? You can invest in your dreams to build that while also saving and investing in a less volatile way, right? So if your dream means you invest $100 a day into building out whatever your dream is, like do it, go for it. But if your relationship is saying or your significant other is saying, look, that's too much. I want to support you, but I'm not financially comfortable with that. Great. Then can you say, look, let me commit $80 $80 to my dream and yeah. $20 really to compromise. Yeah. Like finding a compromise. And also I don't want to say like compromise because you need to, but if that's, if, if the relationship is that submission important? is about like, how do we fix it in the relationship? Yeah. That's what I would say. Right. I'm not saying that, right. you know, everybody needs to drop what they're doing for the relationship because I wouldn't it could do that. Be, you didn't do that. Right. Yeah. I didn't do that. And you didn't do that. It also could be like, if this is something you've been, I mean, we're putting out different scenarios for you because we obviously don't know your situation, but if it's the other end of it where it's you have this vision and your partner is like, no, then maybe that's not the partner for you. Like, yeah, there's just so many ways that this could go about. But I think if the relationship is like your number one important thing and you're having just like this trouble in the relationship, then yeah, that's a perfect way to like compromise, work on it, like really sit them down and talk them through like this is what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And they should understand if they're a good person. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they're a good person. Well, if they love you, they well, if they be want to be bought to into the same things, if they want, yeah. like, if the, if what you're saying to them is. But not everyone, not your, not all relationships are going to want the same thing. So that's still about like supporting. And you know, if I don't see the vision, that doesn't mean I can't support you. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to be like. And that doesn't mean that's not the right person, though. But yeah. you can still be with that person, but saying. Like, look, I'm going to pursue this as aggressively as I can while sustaining our relationship. That's hard to do, yeah. but that is doable. And yeah. that's like, I think what we're saying is like, you've got to be able to put that on the table and say, look, significant other, I want to build this and I want to pursue my dream, but I want you to be involved in it. Yeah. In five years when my dream is booming, I want to look back and think about how we did it together and how I had your support and how I had, you know, everything from you. I want that vision rather than in five years when it's booming and I look back and you were always on the sideline pulling me back, not cheering me on. Like that's going to be a bigger, a bigger burden to carry. You want to go through it together. Yeah, exactly. Boundaries living with your partner, especially during COVID. Well, we deal with yeah. this <laughs> every day. Yeah. Not, I mean, boundaries is a big, is a, yeah. I don't know. That's a interesting term. 
Yeah. Because it depends what you mean by boundaries. Yeah. Um, but we just put a thing that we put together on the love that for you Instagram. I don't know if we put it out, I don't know, maybe a week ago or whatever, depending when you listen to this, um, about, about relationships and something that all relationships, whether it's, um, you know, significant other, you know, mother, daughter, mother, father, whatever, any any type of of relationship relationship, that it requires these five things that we put. And one of them was compromise. Yeah. And right now, Julia and I are learning about compromise in the most forced way possible because like it's living together in quarantine. And I'll give an example. Last Monday, yeah, it was a holiday. Um, Julia wanted to get stuff done and I know that Julia like bears the burden of having Willow during most work days because I'm working. So and her job is more flexible. So she takes Willow. Mm -hmm. So last Monday I was like, great, you get your stuff done. I'm going to take Willow and we're going to get out of the house. We're going to get away. So we went and did the hike. Um, and like, (laughs) bless you. Sorry. And like, was that what I wanted to do with my day off? Like, no, it wasn't probably. I mean, it was still a good day. Like, it was still fun. Um, but what it was, what it, it was like compromise, like being able to say like, okay, Julia, I know you need the time to get your work done. I know we need yeah. some time apart. Let me just take the dog and I'll get away yeah. for the day. I think something we're really good about, it always goes back to communication, but you're looking for boundaries with your partner, especially during COVID because you're together all the freaking time and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think something that we've learned to just do is be like, just to tell each other, like it feels awkward sometimes and it feels like it's not always the right time or the right place or like you don't know how to say it to someone that you love. But it's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go in my room and go to bed an hour early tonight because I just want to be alone. And like yeah. sometimes it's like we don't even have to say I want to be alone. Like we just understand. Like you just understand. But if you're if you're having trouble, like I guess with boundaries and not understanding, then you should probably sit them down and be like, first of all, I love you and try and say it in the nicest way possible and be like, for my mental health, I, you know, need some time during the day, like even just for an hour, that's alone time or, you know, I need to get out and go for a walk, but I'd rather go by myself sometimes. And honestly, if your partner understands you, most of the time it'll work out and like they'll understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, depending what boundaries you're talking about, because yeah. that can mean a lot, but being able to talk about that, like yeah, being say able your to be significant open other, being like, Can't "Hey, hide it. these things are bothering me. Here's things I need. Here's things I think you need. Let's talk about it so that we can move forward with it together." And I know that's easier, like said than done. Yeah, Those it's aren't hard. Easy conversations, you know. I was so excited to marry Julia, and then we're gonna live together, and it's gonna be amazing, and we're gonna be in the honeymoon forever. And then she says to me, "I want to be away." I'm tired of you. I need a break. I do it's not like, say it like that. Yeah, okay. Um, but we also, we know each other's personality. And that's oh, something that's important. Yeah. Like, get to, like you have to know the type of person you're living with and know what they need versus what you need. Yeah. Take the, what's the test we did? The love languages Yeah, one. that's important. After we yeah. did that, I was like, it's really important. Love languages. Yeah. Pat yeah. really needs a lot more than I need in a relationship. And I've yeah. learned that. And I try to give him more what he needs, even if it's not something that I want. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just, yeah. Being able to talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, how to find new friends, meet new people in a non-romantic way. Super hard with the pandemic. I know. I know. Well. We should have written that one into ourselves. Uh, I keep because... forgetting because I did, um, what? Because during the pandemic, we've made no new friends. No, we've made no friends. And that was. And we moved to a new city and made no people friends. People have been asking me recently, do I prefer Washington, D.C., where I lived before Philadelphia, or Philadelphia? And I say, I probably right now would pick Washington, D.C. because of the people there, because I was able to meet new all people. All we know there. is pandemic here. And so. yeah, Philadelphia, all I know is the pandemic, where I haven't made a single new okay, friend. But I have a tip. Okay. You're obviously on Instagram. Um, something that I was going to do that I still have yet to do on my list was I connected a bunch of people in Chicago and I started this like group chat because people were like, oh, can you add me into it? Can you add me into it? And there was probably at some point like 10 people in there because I just obviously couldn't add everyone. But these people, these girls, they were all girls and they were, uh, DMing each other and some said, hey, do you guys want to meet up for like an outdoor picnic or something and just get to know each other because they were all looking for friends. And I think they ended up doing it. And they were all in the similar situation of, like, looking for friends. So I think that's, that's kind of, like, their common ground and what they all had in common. Um, and I've seen people, like, put out on their stories, like, hey, you know, I'm in this city and I would love to meet people looking for friends, looking for whatever. And I think at this, like, day and age, it's not weird to do that. Like, yeah. it is just so normal, especially during the pandemic. And I think a lot of people – like, I've seen TikToks where people are like, hey – uh, I just want to openly talk about how I've been feeling really, like, unhappy and I would love, like, write in the comments where you guys are from and maybe we can meet up or, you know, talk about it together. And it's just people being open to the conversation of, like, not everyone's doing amazing. How can we all, like, connect and talk about it or meet up and see if we'd be good friends? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's definitely out. a level, like, me saying this is also me giving advice to myself i guess because we keep talking about how we haven't met people here but yeah. being able to like put yourself out there and be a little bit vulnerable and like well sometimes when we're out know. with willow and we see a couple with dogs i'm like oh let's get their number yeah let's oh, let's go meet them let's go try and <laughs> we're like on and like, like dating like trying to meet yeah. couples yeah yeah aren't there you used to use bumble bff right i didn't use it but you had it, i think i, I had it so it, it it's a bumble dating yeah. app but called bumble bff and it's meant to help you find friends within yeah. the same and i get location. it's hard now because of the pandemic and you want to be able to trust trust them but yeah i think if you kind of it kind of is like dating if you start talking to someone through instagram and you guys are just looking to be friends and you kind of get to know each other before you meet up and see if they're like a like-minded person like you and they like the same things and that you can trust that they're going to be safe then you got to do it yeah how to deal with not feeling good enough compared to your partner's ex? Mm. Is this like a personal problem or is this like they're telling you that you're not good enough? Yeah. Read it again. How okay. to deal with not feeling good enough compared to your partner's ex. So in my head, I'm thinking that this person is dating someone and they know their ex or mm -hmm. seen pictures and they're maybe like, oh my gosh, like how did I? Yeah. Can't compete with that. Can't compete with that. Yeah. Um. Yes, common, but it's a mindset that you've got to be confident in who you are and what you bring to the table and who your significant other is wouldn't be with you if that other person that you're comparing yourself to was so great and so perfect. 
like you have this fictional idea made up in your head because you've seen this picture of this boy or girl who maybe looks perfect and seems perfect and everything's great. Yeah. And that like skews how you think about them. But if they were actually that good and perfect and great and wonderful and loving and perfect and everything, they'd be together. They'd still be together yeah. or like Those, you don't know about yeah. other relationships. Like you don't know how people act. You don't know what they didn't like or did like. Like people change, people grow apart. Yeah. And you kind of just have to trust the fact that if you trust the person you're with, then you need to drop feeling like you can't compare with their ex also because that's not a good look for you. Like yeah. you want to be like confident and like, you know, you don't have to be like, I'm better because it's not really about that. It's just, no, it's, you're better for this person. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a level of acknowledgement in, yeah, that other person who, oh Yeah your ex is beautiful he was a great guy he makes a lot of money he did this he drove a nice car like that there's a level of like acknowledgement and that can be true but there also comes a level of like personal confidence yeah. and you know i think a lot of people when i think of like the term swag or swagger mm-hmm. like you've got to come to the table like knowing you're good enough knowing you're worthy knowing you're yeah. you know I'm going to struggle when I end up dating Kendall Jenner. Like, um, Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for that to happen. Yeah, me too. She's definitely reaching out. Yeah, no, I know. But um, Yeah, I mean, that. I think it's also, unless it's the other end of this, I'm trying to give every scenario possible, but if your significant other is like talking to his ex or, or I don't know. Or, or if your significant other has said, you're not as good as my right. ex. I would, like, then it would be like, okay, My ex did just, this and you're not doing this. And it's like... Well, you should probably leave that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough. How to deal with someone close to you who has different political views. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. This is that's... hard. This is really hard. Yeah. And obviously very prevalent at this time. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. part of... And this is like, whoa, for me. What? You go first. Well, it's it's a good question, honestly, because it's a very prevalent question and popular question right now um we've been trained recently to think that different political views are so bad yeah and it's just not the case like different people think different things different people think differently about things and that's all okay like it's a matter of being accepting of welcoming different ideas, welcoming different opinions, welcoming different, you know, points of view and understanding that those other people have those opinions, those points of view for a reason. And I personally think it's really um, like I have learned so much about this country the past couple of years in realizing that, wow, there are so many people who think and feel this way that I just never knew about. And I can say that not even knowing, like without you guys even knowing which way I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But there is value in different opinions and these thoughts. And um, I think just being accepting of them or... uh, I think it really depends what these views are. 
Yeah, I think it definitely depends, you're right, on what these opinions are. And as how long as how different your views are. How different your views are and whether or not the views make a better world for everybody. And you know, yeah, it's, there's right it's, and wrong at the same time. Yeah, if right if if somebody's view to me is um this is like also like yeah. friends. Yeah. And that's a big Anybody, thing right now. Like family. talking to friends and family who have different views, it gets really hard. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I'm thinking of an example, right? Where it's like, okay, my friend has an opinion. Like to me, it doesn't matter about political opinion, right? My friend might think this beer is the best beer and I just happen to disagree with him right? It's, we can have conversations about different opinions and be okay. But we've been so trained to think political opinions right now are like, oh, if my friend says, I think this about politician X, and I think, and me, I think differently, then that's still okay. Like, as long as those opinions of my friend are not, I think this politician is this, therefore we should kill him. Or, there, my friend thinks, oh, this group of people is not American. We should hurt them or we should take away their rights or we should anything. Like as long as... As long as you can as long see as nobody's getting hurt, both sides. Yeah. If you're in a conversation and you can, you know, open up your mind to the other side of that, then I think there's a conversation there and that's a way to work past it. Yeah. Um, I do know of scenarios and I think there are times where it's like, yeah, I probably have opinions that are different than other people and I'm not able to see past that. Like there are, there are those conversations, unfortunately right now where there's certain topics that if you are just like, I can't believe that it's going to change your relationship, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to make a relationship better here. But it shouldn't necessarily, I guess, you know. It's hard if we don't want to really talk fully yeah. It's hard because I'm trying to... Trying to not say... What like, we, I'm trying to beat around the bush without which getting... Which shouldn't. So hopefully you guys can understand what we're trying to say. Because we're getting very, like... Yeah, this is... Getting heated in a way that's, like... We're just trying to say that if you can work through a conversation with your... In this relationship, um, and you're able to not let it ruin your relationship, if you can understand, you don't have to agree. Yeah. You don't have to have the same feelings and you yeah. don't have to have Yeah. How you just said it. <laughs> understanding is different than agreeing. Yeah. Understanding their their how they could you, have yeah. an opinion that is different than yours is important. Doesn't mean you need to agree. Yeah, you're yeah. just not going to agree with them and it's like we're trying to change how people think and how like eventually we can get to a place where that's not an opinion anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. hard to like not let that relationship be ruined right like any relationship the more you learn about somebody the more your relationship is going to change and evolve yeah. right the more i learned about you the further in love i felt with you mm-hmm. other people in the past the more i learned about them the less i wanted to be around them yeah and that can be a perfect situation with what we're talking about now like as yeah. you learn something about somebody that has this opinion like that's going to expand the distance between the relationship and it's not yeah you know, we'll move on yeah, that was a tough one. That was Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to That was not something explain. I was expecting and made my brain go a million places at once and I hope what I was trying to articulate came out properly. 
just about, you know, understanding being different than agreeing and, um, yeah, we're going to get into another hard one. Oh gosh. Help. I cheated and we want to work on it. Parentheses married. (laughs) You could have given me a heads up on this Um, one. Oh my goodness. Number one. Do they know you cheated? Why did you cheat? Figure out why you cheated. I mean, I'm assuming actually they do know because you said we want to work on it. So your significant other knows that you cheated. You both have decided at this point that you want to work on it. This is going to come from a a deep place in on your end to make the to build back the trust this is your doing and something that like you're admitting and they know about so it's really going to be like a burden on you to i feel like make this work and show them yeah that it didn't mean what they think it means or what there was a reason why it happened and hopefully they can understand that reason and you can work on it i mean cheating for me and you is unacceptable but i do we always talk about like being married and just for you know 30 years and i don't think you can judge relationships yeah for anything that happens yeah <clears throat> no as you were reading that i think the person said we want to work on this um to the person who wrote that in and subsequently cheated i think you need to decide if you want to work on this because cheating is um you know, you, you probably cheated for a reason, something going on, you know, put in a certain situation and, you know, you, you made the decision to do what you did. But do you actually want to get this, your relationship, your marriage back to w- where it can be? You're going to work on it. Yeah. You know, it, it starts with making that honest decision with yourself. Yeah. Like when you write in saying we, um, we want to work on this. Like, yeah, you can make that decision sitting down with your husband saying, we're going to work on this. But when you walk away from that and you go back to your bed and you start thinking about it, like an honest conversation with yourself, do you, the individual, actually want to work on this? Or did this come out of a place so bad that, you know, the better decision is to end? Yeah. All right. We have time for one more. Yeah. All right. We're going to do one more. There are so many other good ones, um, but we just don't have time to do them all. This is how to deal with a psycho mother-in-law who can't cut the cord on her 25-year-old son. <laughs> oh. Let me uh. speak on that from experience. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just this kidding, is all about Jane. in-laws. There was another one that was like how to how to live with your in-laws and like we you did that. Yeah. Um and I think something that we learned from in-laws in general is just that you're not always going to have the same opinions and and that's just it, it is what it is, just like normal people. But your in-laws are obviously important to you. Yeah. And this is how to deal with a mother-in-law that can't cut the cord on her. We feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. it It's so tough because, I mean, we all go through it, right? Where we are so dependent on our parents for so long. And then we start to, you know, grow our independence and move away. And I can only imagine what that feels like as a parent. I think it's probably one one part you know, really exciting to see and another part really painful to see because yeah. that was your little human that used to rely on you. Yeah. Um, and so, for some reason, it's always like mother-son. Yeah. I don't know. More. Um, so I I think there's a little bit of, you know, are you just trying to interject yourself in there? Do you feel like you're competing with yeah. the mother-in-law? So you shouldn't have to do that. And you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to talk to your 
husband about that and say, look, I feel like I'm competing with your with your mom. You know, you, you might be able to air it out there and say. Yeah, like you, you know, married this person for a reason. So you should be able to talk to him about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he should be sticking up for you yeah. and being able to like either sit your mother-in-law down or both of you yeah. and like work through it. Yeah. And if it is something that is, you know, interfering with your relationship with your husband again like we talked about earlier like setting boundaries with the mother-in-law like look mother-in-law i love you you're you're such a big part of our relationship we'd like to talk about setting boundaries with how often you randomly pop up in our bedroom in the middle of the night (laughs) or you know Whatever it, Whatever is. it is. Yeah. How often you call. Like, yeah. Maybe she's calling six times a day and yeah. wanting to go to dinner. And just, who knows? You know. Maybe she's calling six times a day. Maybe she's popping up in the bedroom in the middle of the night because she's going through something. Yeah. She has true. fear. She has problems. I would she has anxiety say you need to about. Talk and work through it and like figure out what's going on like deep because obviously something's happening and it's yeah. it's bigger than just like oh this is an annoying thing like you got to get to the bottom of like how she's feeling and be the bigger person and be like let's talk about it yeah yeah that's a tough one yeah. wow a lot of these were i know a lot of geez, them were deep people i wish I we could do more yeah but we'll save it for next time yeah yeah we got to save some of these and when we need some filler space in another episode we'll just break out these yeah. questions why, why didn't you guys write in like <laughs> what would be easy i don't know well, there were other ones that I just didn't I get to, but I know. But a lot of these here, were really but... good, and yeah, I don't know. Just kind of hopefully made these me, were. Hopefully, we helped a little bit, or just gave a little insight on a different perspective, because yeah, that's our goal. Yeah, this would be a fun like a group conversation, just like. Oh yeah, we should do a, a relationship advice with two with another couple. Yeah, and see their opinions. Yeah, just to see how the how other people think about. I mean, this would be so much fun to do with ten of us sitting around. Like, yeah. all right, we just got to write in. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, just like how different That's people think idea. about relationships. I'm writing and it down. Advice. So. All right. Well, that is it for today and this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a review if you do enjoy it. All right. See, see everybody. You guys.